Hello, hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of absolutely nobody's favorite show, uh, aka In Defense of Liberation, the show that is educating about and working towards a true people's liberation, and hopefully one day a true proletarian revolution. Um, but until we see that day, uh, I am your host, Josh, and this is, as I said, In Defense of Liberation. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, thanks so much. I appreciate the views. I appreciate the listens because honestly, um, you know, I've been kind of slacking in my podcast production lately, putting it out. Um, mostly just because I'm in a really weird, like, headspace lately. Um, I'm in the process of starting a new job, starting, uh, like, moving into a new apartment, and you know, just life stress and the pandemic and everything going on. It's been, it's been low on my list of things to do, unfortunately. But I knew that because of that, I had to get one out soon. So here we are. And we got something good to talk about today. Uh, If you're tuning back in, thanks so much. I appreciate you as well. So let's get into it. Um, So first and foremost, um, I have spent a majority of my time lately just because any you know downtime free time that I have I try my best to like not think about life you know uh so I've been spending a lot of time in theory I've been spending a lot of time reading um which is something that I personally uh enjoy and this is not something that I'm saying you know look at me read theory or you don't read theory, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just saying it to say it. But, you know, reading is something I enjoyed as a kid and something I've had to reignite in myself. So it's actually been uh, really fulfilling because, like, you know, first and foremost, I get to reignite this hobby, this love that I had as a child. Makes me feel like a kid again. Um, But also, you know, getting my nose into theory, I mean, that's only good, right? So, like, I get to double down, rebuild this hobby, and I get to learn so much about something that not only am I passionate about, but it's important to learn about it. The reason why I feel theory is important, the reason why I feel anyone who can uh, should read theory and then should take that theory and tell people about it, educate folks about it, you know, discuss it, that's the whole point of theory, it's not just to read a book and go wow, I read this book, now I'm better than everyone. Um, It's, you know, it's to educate. So to the folks who can, I I always believe that theory is incredibly important because first and foremost, if we're reading theory from true revolutionaries, folks who participated in actual revolution, then more often than not, and it's, you know, it's obviously important um, to recognize that some people as they do today, were just folks who were running their mouth back then, you know, and so not all theory is good theory, but most of the theory that comes out of proletarian revolution, out of, you know, organized struggle, more often than not, that's lessons to be learned, right, because that is folks like Marx and Engels, Lenin, Mao, all these different people who they themselves participated in the very revolution that they're talking about saying, this is what happened, this is what worked, 
this is what didn't work, this is what we were going for, this is what we have now, this is our task forward. That's most of what theory is. Um, And so today, uh, especially in the United States, I feel that there is nothing more important that we can be doing other than learning these lessons because we are so, so far away from, well, I don't want to say that. I don't know where we're at on a time scale, on you know a historical map of what's to come, what's not to come. I don't think, honestly, it's really that important or that intelligent to dive into that kind of conversation because none of us know. But, you know, based off of the perception of America, quote-unquote, the United States, um, and kind of where it is we're at politically, where it is we're at socially, where it is we're at economically, one could surmise that we have a lot of work to do, right? So, and by we, I mean socialists, I mean communists, I mean anarchists, I mean folks who are trying to solve the problems of capitalism. Um, We have a lot of work to do, especially here in the United States, in the belly of the beast. Um, And I think that more often than not, a lot of us, because of many different reasons, um, including, you know, something we really don't talk about much, but we ought to. Um, The effects of McCarthyism and anti-communism on the workers' consciousness. You know, you see a lot of folks coming up through social media, calling themselves socialists, calling themselves anarchists and communists, who have very little actual understanding of what those words mean, who have very little understanding of, okay, you call yourself a socialist, what are you doing to build socialism? How are you trying to work towards that goal? Like, what is it that you intend to do as a socialist to progress things forward? That's the goal of a socialist. Um, folks don't really have that. You know, to some extent in the United States, it's kind of a counterculture to be a leftist now. Um, on top of that, there is so much misinformation, so much miseducation so much propaganda that the average United States citizen has to work through in order to get to a well-understood, well-studied, well-researched perception of these things that we're talking about. And this is not a condemnation of anyone. If you would have talked, I mean, not for nothing, all my shit's public, go listen to it. Go listen to what I was saying a year ago and tell me that I wasn't the same asshole I'm talking about right now. So like, That's why I keep that stuff public and that's why I talk about this is because it's important to grow. It's important to progress forward. We don't get to just go, well, what do you mean you're accusing me of such and such? I'm doing this. Okay, great. And I'm very, you know, proud of anyone who might, you know, be on social media talking about communism. Anyone who might be in their own personal life, you know, trying to educate folks. That's great. But any, any, you know, critique is not me standing above you or whomever and saying, this is what you need to be doing. You're doing this wrong. Again, if you were to see what I'm doing, I'm talking equally as much to myself as I am to anyone. Because all of us need to be putting the struggle for socialism, 
need to be putting the struggle for true people's liberation much more center in our lives than we have been. Now, I kind of went into it Uh, a little description, a little explanation in my last episode about why it is that folks, especially in the United States, have an inclination towards comfortability, have an inclination towards liberalism and wanting to kind of uphold the status quo. You know, we'll talk about socialism, we'll post about socialism, but we won't do nothing to build socialism. That's liberalism. That is what folks like Bernie Sanders do. That's what folks like AOC do. And guess what? They're in the seats of power. They're posting on TikTok. They're crossing their arms at that inauguration thing. We all remember the Bernie meme. And what the fuck is this doing? And anyone who wants to get upset by this critique, again, I mean, answer it honestly. What can come from Bernie Sanders and AOC two random fucking representatives in the United States government, a government structure created in such a useless manner, created for the very sake of upholding the power structure and upholding the powerlessness of the workers and the people. Tell me honestly, what's it going to do? And that's why we each need to be really, really focusing on this and understanding what it is that lies ahead of us. The task of the American worker, the United... I don't like that word America for good reason, because America doesn't exist. Um, But I always slip into using it, so my apologies. It's a bad habit that I need to work on trying to say United States instead. Um, But... There's a lot to be done, which we've already said that, you know, there's a lot to be done in the United States. There's a lot of organizing that needs to be done. There's especially a lot of education that needs to be done. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. You know, I've had it on my mind for a while that something that this country needs is like, and a majority of the capitalist world, right, which is everywhere. We need an actual educational front. We need an organized effort to combat the propaganda, the misinformation, and the media that is spreading within the United States to start educating the average worker, to start educating the average person in the United States into understanding that First and foremost, your position, your struggling, your suffering is not your fault. We live in a world where there are two options, be rich or be poor. And since it wouldn't make sense for all of us to be rich, as we've seen, you know, we can go into a discussion about how capital uh, concentrates, how the more and more wealthy people become, the less that the the kind of sideliner wealthy folks, you know, the millionaires in the billionaire world, they become that much closer to poor than they ever do to rich. Um, And that's where we're at. That's where we're at in the world is you have folks like Elon Musk, right? And then you have folks like the shack dweller in his hometown or in his home country of South Africa who just now um, recently saw two of their main activists kidnapped and imprisoned 
for demanding land, for demanding housing, and for demanding dignity. That's the world that we live in, where when you're poor and you say, I don't want to be poor anymore, and you say, all right, me and these folks, we're going to get together and we're going to figure out how not to be poor anymore, you go to jail. You go to prison, you get killed, whatever. That's the world we live in. So getting folks to understand that, okay, you being poor, you being uh, uh, unhoused, you being the bottom on this fraction, the denominator, that is because it benefits someone to have you there. That's not because you fucked up. That's not because you are lazy, you know, whatever. That's because we live in a country and a world where it benefits the rich for there to be millions of poor. And, you know, in true and utter... I don't even know what word to use, but in something that might be jarring to some of us, like... That's not millions of poor. That's billions of people who genuinely have no idea where tonight they're going to get food. Billions of people who don't know if they'll ever have a home, shelter to live in, proper shelter, safe shelter like we have here in the United States. That most people that are probably listening to this podcast were able to live in, able to enjoy, and able to feel safe in. We have a genuine task ahead of us. We live in the belly of the beast. If we look at places like Bolivia, Venezuela, we look at like South Africa, we look at Kenya, we look at the Philippines, we look at all these countries all over the world where people are destitute, suffering in ways that the majority of us in the United States don't understand, we can't contextualize and we don't allow ourselves to feel humanity for, um, that's a majority of some of these places' population. Um, So to recognize that as these countries, in these places of true destitution, they are still mobilizing. They are still organizing. They are still coming out and resisting. Look at Colombia. Look at India. Look at all these places where millions, hundreds of thousands of people are coming together to demand true structural change. Now, I have my objections about certain of these things, but that's not important here. And it's crucial that when we see these movements, when we see these people's liberation fronts all over the world, we save our critiques, we save our assessments, especially when we're running our mouth from the United States. We need to save our uh, assessments and we need to figure out how we can show solidarity. We need to figure out how we can take these efforts and educate people in the United States by these efforts. We need to look at how we can tag team, how we can connect, how we can build actual connections with the very folks in these places who are doing these things, who are rising up, who are mobilizing, who are resisting against the oppressive rule of capitalism. We need to figure out how we can take this energy and build it up towards more. Because what do we do in the United States? We have a protest, or we have a a random strike, or maybe we have an election that it's all we talk about for two years. And then a thing happens, it either fails or it succeeds, and then we move on. We don't build. 
We don't grow. We don't evolve. We don't progress. And we refuse to take any kind of critical assessment. We refuse to take any kind of self uh, assessment, any self analysis to say, holy shit, you're right. I was wrong. Or, and this is the big one, and this is especially what I'm here to talk about. We tried something that a hundred years ago was shown to fail. And if we would have chosen first to educate ourselves, if we would have chosen first to understand that the goal of these things is not just to go out and do, The goal of organizing, mobilizing, resisting is not to just go out and have an event. It's not to just go out and do a thing and then walk away. But it's to build a movement. It's to build a front. It's to build up the proletariat. So it's incredible to me to see that the majority of our organizations, the majority of our you know, social justice warriors, the majority of those folks within the United States who are trying, maybe even saying some pretty fucking, you know, true things, and maybe even calling for communism, right, or socialism, or anarchism, or whatever. Two things keep happening. First and foremost, they choose to organize themselves in the very same way that all of our failed organizations have organized themselves. Second, they choose not to learn the lessons from those failed organizations because they look at them and they say they've failed. We know this is true by the first example because they choose not to see the failed organizational strategies and do it again. I'm reading a book right now called Continuity and Rupture by J. Malfawad Paul. I've had JMP on the show a while back. Shout out JMP. Um... And one of the very important points that he's putting forth in this essay, or whatever you want to call it, it's a philosophical text, um, is the fact that the organizational strategies of the movementist actions in the 90s and the 2000s, like the WTO, uh, like Occupy Wall Street, and before then, the strategies of you know, Marxism-Leninism, the strategies of the Soviets, the strategies of the Paris Commune, the strategies of the International Workers Association. These are all things that have been tried. They have either failed or succeeded. But instead of saying, this is how they failed, let's change this and take in the successes and see how we can implement that more to help us grow, to help us build, to help us evolve, we just go, oh, the Soviet Union failed, so socialism has failed. Or those of us who might be socialists might say, oh, well, the Soviet Union, China, and the Paris Commune failed, so we will not do violent revolution. We will try to do things different, because look at how they failed. They fell to authoritarianism. They fell to totalitarianism. And these are folks who call themselves socialists. These are folks who call themselves anarchists and communists. This is a joke. Uh, And so, you know, we have a lot that needs to be done in the United States. We have a lot of education we need to be hammering down. We have a lot of, you know, actual struggle that needs to be done. We need to actually be going to people and discussing with them. We need to be talking to impoverished folks, unhoused folks addicts. We have to be talking to the people who the United States 
and capitalism and whoever else decides what it is for us that we're going to think tells us are lesser than. The folks who, who we have been told our whole lives are deserved of their situation, the folks who we have been told our whole lives don't, don't you know, aren't valuable, are not worth our effort, you know, oh, oh don't give them money, they're going to use it for drugs. Suck my dick, how about that? Um, because at this point in time, those are the very people who we are here to help. Those are the very people who are going to help us. And those are the very people who, given no help, will die or suffer far worse realities than the majority of us will. And I know that, you know, kind of talking about suffering, talking about struggles, it oftentimes can become problematic because you find that somebody will then accuse you of weighing one person's struggle against another. Um, And it's just, you know, it's incredible to me that folks can't understand how to have a conversation about, you know, things like suffering without needing to take a side. Um, And this is kind of, you know, here's an example of the education that we need. I personally am very poorly informed about the situation in West Asia, the situation in Palestine and Israel. I am very, you know, ignorant. But what I do know is that these are people involved. So to sit here and say, you know, oh, Israel Israel is the homeland of the Jews and the Palestinians are trying to come in and take that all power to Israel. Let's, you know, let them go in and just massacre everyone. Or on the other side, you know, we can talk about the fact that Israel was a created state by the British government for the sake of the Jewish folks. And they were placed in a part of the world, in a part of that, that geographical location that already had people living there, that already had, you know, hundreds of thousands of years of culture developing, who had, you know, maybe different uh, religious, cultural views Um, And they were placed there. And, you know, because of that, it has led to 100 plus years of civil conflict, of war, of oppression, of occupation by the Israeli government. Um, And then to turn around and say, okay, so then, you know, so and so the Palestinians should just be able to go in and just massacre Jewish people. That's not the take either. The take is... These are people, and we have to figure out how to solve this solution in a way that pushes the people on both sides towards a livable humanity, where on both sides, the oppressors are taken out of the situation, the exploiters are expropriated, and the people who are leading towards the conflict, who are leading towards creating more war, who are leading towards elongating this occupation, they are no longer to be allowed uh, however, the means of those people there in, in Palestine uh, decide, um, they are no longer a part of the picture. Um, that is not up for us to su- decide, and that is the take that we should have, because here in the United States, what the fuck do you have to say about the Palestinians? What the fuck do you have to say about Jewish folks in Israel that they don't have to say about themselves, that they aren't already in the process of trying to figure out? 
it is not our place in this situation to decide for the folks in Israel and the folks in Palestine to, uh, you know, what it is that they are to do. Our, our job here in the United States is to educate people about the history of this, you know, war, of this occupation. It's to educate folks about the, um, you know, the example of exploitation and oppression um, and to explain to people that this is just yet another example of the need for true people's liberation, a true, you know, movement for the very masses, the folks that, again, you and I are told to hate. You and I are told to disregard. You and I are told we are better than. It is up to those folks, the very suffering masses themselves, what it is that needs to be done. Because at either case, they will be the ones to suffer. Whether we are the ones deciding for them, you know, folks in positions of power already here in the United States, or they there are deciding it. Whether or not... Um, that gets done, whether or not things get better for those folks, whether or not, um, you know, actions are taken to resolve that situation, that should not be the decision-making or the, the, you know, the goal of us within the United States. Our goal within the United States is to educate people, again, about the war, about the occupation, and about the history. But that's it. Um... And to help, you know, show solidarity with the Palestinians, to help show um, internationalism through the process of, like, you know, actually educating these folks um, in the United States about the situation in Palestine, um, and, and doing whatever we can to also materially um, help the folks in uh, occupied West Asia, um, because that's... Again, that's another thing they desperately need. Um, they need material help. Um, it's, it's difficult to try to figure out, you know, in a lot of these circumstances, what to do. But two things that we can do in the United States to, to maybe give ourselves a little bit of a helping hand. First and foremost, whatever the United States has to say, probably not who you want to side with. On top of that, um, make sure that you are talking to folks, talking with folks, learning from perspectives of people who they themselves are in the struggle, who they themselves are, you know, surrounded by the, the problems and, and the, the very um, uh, situations that we here in the United States want to discuss. Um, it's great, like I said, to educate people about these things, but here in the United States, it is not our goal or even our right in any way, shape, or form to resolve the conflict, resolve the occupation in Palestine. Um, but moving forward, you know, just to kind of cap off what it is that I wanted to say, um, the goal of us within the United States, the goal of us, you know, communists, socialists, and anarchists within the United States, it's a, it's a hard one. It's one that's going to take a very combined effort, um, but it is also one that cannot afford to fall to liberalism. It is also one that cannot afford to 
um, fail. It cannot be allowed to get to a point where anyone except for the very people, the very masses themselves who we are trying to help are in decision-making positions, are in, um, you know, the positions where uh, they are deciding what it is that needs to be done. Um, We need to wholeheartedly take the lessons of revolutions past, of practicing socialist states today and before us, um, and, and all the lessons that theory and, and all these you know very important ideas have to give us, because otherwise we are choosing, by the very lack of uh, wanting to combat our ignorance, we are choosing to be um, ignorant in this way, and we are choosing then to fail um, the very people who we say we want to help. We are choosing then to fail ourselves and we are choosing then to fail the planet because an unfortunate reality is that we do not have time to fail. We do not have the ability to fail because what is facing us at the other end is possible complete environmental collapse. Um, A climate catastrophe like we've never seen And, you know, suffering again, as it always is, for the most oppressed, the most exploited masses all over the world, because the very people in those exploited positions will always be the ones who, when shit hits the fan, that the capitalists, the oppressors, the exploiters, the 1%, whatever you want to fucking call them, the ruling class will throw directly into the sea. You know, that's the mentality that fucking Ben Shabibo has on that one video where he's like, oh, well, what, what do you think they would do? They would just move. You know, oh, the water's going to rise? Oh, they would just move. That's the mentality that our capitalists have, that our, you know, politicians have. Oh, oh, they can't get the vaccine? Well, shit, we won't do anything to make sure that people are getting the vaccine. Oh, they don't believe in, you know, the use of the vaccine. They're, you know, super indoctrinated into conspiratorial uh, thinking about science and and academia. Oh, let's stop being the reason that that's happening. No, none of this is done. And the, uh, the intention for any of these people in power is not actually to see through a change in that power. It's not actually to see a progression towards the people themselves being in power, it's just to figure out how to keep themselves in power. That's what our government exists to do. That's what the state exists to do. And by the state, I mean like the organized rule of one class over the other. That's what all this shit is for. So none of it can stay. None of it. And we got to really fucking figure out then, okay, what are we going to do and you know what how are we going to get to that point how are we going to solve these problems and that's the task of us here in the united states um that's the 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 task of proletariat uh people everywhere is recognizing what it is that we have to do um we need to educate we need to organize we need to come together and we need to figure out how to build socialism and how to put a stake right through the fucking heart 
of capitalism and its oppressive uh, rule. Um, but yeah, if you're still listening to this, I appreciate you very much. Um, I hope that you enjoyed the show. I hope that, you know, this is something that you liked, you know, not just because whatever, but because the shit I said was, you know, maybe quote unquote correct or the shit I said you could agree with for the sake of like, you know, wanting to get more involved. I I try my best to make this encouraging and inspiring because a lot of us need that encouragement, especially myself nowadays. You know, a lot of us need the inspiration when we're looking out at the very fucking awful world that we live in and just trying to say to ourselves like this can change trying to convince ourselves of that reality with the reality of the world staring us down the you know the face is very hard but i would um i would say for anyone who might be feeling discouraged you know uh there is so much hope to be found in the global south. There is so much hope to be had in the the hearts and minds of the very oppressed people that, you know, we want to help fight. We want to help uh, fight alongside with. We want to help, you know, see through their own emancipation and thereby our uh, liberation. Um that's where our hope needs to be found and and there is hope to be had there's so much hope to be had um something that i would advise any of us who live within the united states to give a little listen to to maybe take with us just some encouragement um if you look up dank audio stash uh on youtube they have a bunch of great uh you know things on there but one of the things that i want you folks to check out folks in the United States who are feeling a little bit down, maybe. Check out the U.S. Imperialism is a Paper Tiger by Mao. And just listen to that, because, you know, in that Mao says the, the, the large, the, the, the rich will always fall to the poor. Um, it is going to be the people themselves, because it, it is the people themselves who have any kind of right, any kind of reason to rise up. Um, and there is nothing standing on the side of the wealthy elite. There is nothing standing on the side of the oppressor except for, you know, billions of dollars and all the military equipment that can buy. But at the same time, who's, who's picking them? Who's, 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 voting for, who's voting for the oppressor, right? Um, bunch of assholes and a bunch of people we don't want to affiliate with. So... You know, I find my hope in the people. I find my hope in recognizing that is the goal of the people that will see through the change of the world. And it is those people themselves who can only be the ones uh, to create that change. Who can only be the ones who will see through actual structural change. Is the people who they themselves have suffered under it. Who have suffered under this awful capitalist oppression. So that's where I find my hope. And if you can find it there, I hope that... Um, that's encouraging. So thank you very much for listening. I have been Josh. This has been In Defense of Liberation, and I hope to see you next time. You folks have a great day. Have a great uh, whatever time of the day it is. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Uh, all power to Palestine, um, uh, you know, free Palestine. All power to the farmers and workers in India. All power to Colombia and, and her people. 
um, all power to Venezuela and, and all these struggling countries, all these struggling masses who need our encouragement, who need more than our encouragement, our true solidarity, our money, our efforts, our hands, our education. They need us. So let's be there for them. Thanks for listening. You have a great day.